Victor Dandridge, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm good, Dirk Manning. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Hey, did you hear that uh, Adrian has issues? Yo, he's got a lot of issues. That is what I've heard. I've heard that his issues are amazing as they are numerous. Wide, yes, numerous, far-reaching. Far-reaching. He has a plethora of issues. Oh, snap. A multitude. A multitude. A spectrum of issues. A myriad of issues? You're reaching you're deep. But, you know, listen, we can talk about Adrian's issues all day. True. But the fact of the matter is Adrian has issues. Right. And now... Everyone out there, thanks to you, Victor Dandridge. To me? What about to you, Dirk Manning? Now everyone else can experience Adrian's issues. Isn't that great? That's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, you know, why, why don't we quit talking and then people can experience Adrian and his issues because I've heard that Adrian has, has issues. He does have issues. So, Dirk Manning, you're going to get off this? I think I will, Victor Dandridge. Let's allow people to get to Adrian. Let's talk to Adrian then. everybody welcome to adrian has issues it is saturday second day of anime nyc in new york i'm having an absolute blast and i'm speaking with nat rose independent artist the creator of a webcomic entitled weird sisters um it came very highly recommended and matter of fact i'm a little late because on the trip here i was checking out the prologue and stuff on tumblr so much fun and it got to that point where i finally got caught up and i had that dreaded thing where it's like i needed more of this First things first, let's get into your background. Yeah, so I've been drawing since I was a kid. I've always wanted to make comics as sort of a... Comics helped me a lot when I was younger as sort of a, the only place that I could see someone even remotely like myself in media. So I wanted to sort of like begin to give that back to other people by creating comics that other people can see themselves as the heroine. And so I've sort of been working towards that since I was about 12 years old. I'm 22 now, so it's, it's coming. It's on its way. For a lot of people of all different types and identities, growing up didn't get proper representation. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff that we enjoyed. But like you said, you want to see yourself or people like you reflected in your art. So and at that point, was that then sort of the impetus of creating Weird Sisters? Weird Sisters specifically, that wasn't actually why I started creating it. Um, I just graduated this past year from college from Carnegie Mellon's art school. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, when you're in the art school, you have to do sort of like a senior, not thesis project necessarily, but everybody takes senior studio and you work on a project for the whole year. And I had been doing this intense, really emotionally draining project about like mapping out trauma and things like that. And sometime mid-October last year, I got really angry and really upset with myself and tore the whole thing off my studio wall. And yeah, it was, it was a bad, bad mental place to be in. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to create something that's fun and self-indulgent that makes me happy. I'm going to make a comic about a sorority full of witches. And I did. <laughs> right. Like I said, I was reading it before. And something I loved from the bat, and I'm sure anyone who's read it, is the Coven Code. So I don't know if you want to get into the Coven Code itself, because I thought this was such a fun part of that story. If you haven't read the webcomic or if you're going to read the webcomic, they have uh, the rules of their sorority or their coven code, which includes some things like, like we mentioned, don't hex your ex, don't cast love spells on people, consent is important, things like that. Um, all paths are valid, even if you're into Aleister Crowley, even though he was a sexist. Like <laughs> I do a lot of research into like modern witchcraft and traditional witchcraft as, as like a writing thing, but also because it's really interesting. 
as like a sociological kind of thing. A lot of covens will have similar rules like that, but also a lot of sororities have rules like that. So I thought it was like a funny intersection of like different types of sisterhood. Cool. So if you don't mind getting into at least maybe a couple of some of the main characters and their backgrounds. Technically, there's four main characters, although one of them's sort of stealthily a main character right now because she's sort of in the astral plane. The main characters are all based on different women from Shakespeare's plays, uh, specifically his tragedies mainly. So right now, the main characters are Lady Macbeth from Macbeth, Desdemona from Othello, and Juliet from Romeo and Juliet. And they are all members of the same witch sorority. I'm just calling her Beth because I can't just keep calling her Lady Macbeth if she's a college student. That's a little funky. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like being a college student, that's something at least would be like, they'll definitely call me Lady Macbeth. (laughs) Yeah, but she's sort of the most protagonist-y right now in that she's the one that's about to go fuck shit up. (laughs) Right. And I just love the story. It's funny. It's educational. I'm the least likely, you know, into the occult or things like that. But it's still fascinating because it's not necessarily played up for any particular shock value or any just sort of like passation, but it really gets into it. So it's like, if you don't know about it, it at least informs you of it. If that's something that you'd be, you'd be into yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that I started because I was interested in like the modern witchcraft, Wiccan, pagan communities. But the more that I learned, I'm just like, oh, this is just another part of some people's life. And I kind of want to portray it as that too. At this point then, Are you then dedicated to Weird Sisters, or are there any other projects in the pipeline that you want to talk about? Uh, Yeah, I think at this point, having made it a full year of Weird Sisters, which had its one-year anniversary on October 25th, I'm really committed to finishing it now, so I can make it cool now that I'm committed to it. And aside from that, I draw and I write, so I have a couple of like novel-ish ideas in the pipeline of things that I want to work on more in the future that are just starting right now. Uh, one is about a couple of queer teenage boys who unleash a bunch of monsters into the city of Seattle. And the other is uh, sort of an exploration of modern mythology. So before we go, what is it that you hope to convey in not only, let's say, Weird Sisters, but also your other art? As a non-binary person, I am really committed to like the idea that everybody deserves to be able to see themselves as the protagonist in something at some point in their life, like I already mentioned. And that's not something that we have a lot in media. But I also am really dedicated to the idea of stories that are authentically queer, authentically LGBT, without necessarily having to be a love story. Especially young adult media, which is mostly where I write for, not necessarily draw, but mostly that's what my writing is. I see a lot of young adult media that's like, it's a gay romance story or it's a it's a lesbian romance story. And I'm just like, a lot of my personal queerness has nothing to do with romance. And I think it's important to show young people, especially, that their queerness is not contingent on somebody else's existence. Thank you so much, Nat. And I appreciate you chatting. But before we go, please let everybody know where they can find out more about you. So if any other websites or social media accounts you feel like plugging, please feel free to do so. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm Nat Rose, N-A-T-R-O-Z-E, on Tumblr, Twitter, and Patreon. You can find me all of those places. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a great con. Thank you for listening to Adrian Has Issues. Please visit us on the web at adrianhasissues.com, where you can stream and download all of our other great episodes. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash adrianhasissues. Follow us on Twitter at Adrian Has Issues and on Instagram at Adrian Has Issues Pod. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, 
and the Laughable Podcast app. Thanks again. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Adrian Has Issues. It's I, Adrian, once again at Anime NYC, and I'm speaking with Anna Giovannini, the CEO and illustrator of Imagina Press, which is a small publisher. Turns out based out of New Jersey, my home state, which I think is crazy, but while they are centered in Jersey, the actual collective has a, a much more international sort of appeal to it. So first off, Anna, thanks for speaking with me today. Thank you for having me looking over the projects and i like the idea behind it because something that i talk about on the show a lot is of course independent creators independent publishers and i like to get to know the story of people who pretty much wanted to create something from the ground up so i don't know if you want to get into your backstory in terms of creating imagina press and how that got started it all started with another friend of mine she had this project she's been trying to do it um, for a long time she didn't get anyone to draw it for her and then we met, I started drawing for her just for fun, just to bring it to the artist tallies and stuff. And then a while after, uh, the same title got published by a Brazilian company down there, which is where she's from. And we decided, like, why don't we bring our own titles here and then talk to them and bring their own titles here as well, just to have even more comic books available here in the States. And I think that's really cool. And something I've noticed more and more is the fact that People who are creating, whether it be comics or works of art, thanks to the internet and social media and just the fact that, you know, we're starting to bridge gaps across countries. And there are people who are working on comics who are in like almost three different parts of the world. So now that you got your bio and your mission statement, I don't know if you want to give a little bit of a rundown of some of the books that uh, Imagina Press has to offer. So Mercenaries is the other project we have. Uh, it's the one we first started and it's kind of a medieval fantasy. It's a world the author creator herself. And it's a little darker than your usual, like Lord of the Rings or Sword Art Online and stuff. The main characters would do whatever they paid for. So it, the story kind of goes through the kingdoms, through the whole continent that she created. And these guys will start getting involved into something bigger than they actually wanted to. So that's the main plot of Mercenaries. Um, we also have Anima, which is kind of a Beauty and the Beast adaptation, but also a little darker, a little more mature. So we went more for the psychological side instead of the whole fairy tale thing. And... Dragon's Bride is actually from two friends of mine from down in Brazil as well. And they are published by another publisher. And it's the first book that is not ours that we brought here. And we want to bring more of their work as well, too. That's awesome. And I love the community aspect of it, too. Like, you know, you built this, but, you know, you brought on friends and you're bringing other people on. So I don't know if you want to get into a little bit of the joys or maybe even some of the challenges of starting your own company. So the main challenge of it is just getting the budget right and dealing with all the taxes and all that stuff and just making sure we have like the quality content, the quality projects to be able to sell them at the cons and also to get a spot at the cons. It's not as easy like sometimes. Um, last year we didn't make it to the New York Comic Con, but this year we did, we did do it. It's like publishing something that we made it ourselves pretty much. It's like showing it, putting it out in the world pretty much. Are there any other plans of things, you know, you would like to do or, you know, help to see the company grow? We want to bring more books. Uh, we want to, to bring, like, other styles of graphic novels. Because so far we have manga style. We want to add a variety of that. And we do want to make figures in the future, like, to, to get in contact with sculptors and all that stuff, too. Please let everybody know where they can find your work online or any other social media stuff you feel like plugging. We have an online shop at imaginapress.com. Uh, we also have some of the titles on Amazon, if people prefer to do that. Some of them still have to be listed there. 
And we want to get in contact with the distributor, so we have them in stores too. For anybody else who may have the idea or desire to maybe start their own company, do you maybe have any advice or something that may help them out? I'd say first talk to people you know that have started their own business, like parents or someone in the family or friends or that kind of stuff. If you want to do something like art or comic books or books, uh, first you got to have your product. So you you can just use whatever free time you have and just try to do it. Um, you just have to keep going forward, pretty much. Thank you, Anna. I appreciate you chatting with me, and I really look forward to checking out more of your stuff. And everybody, please do the same, and obviously support independent creators as you can. But that'll do it uh, here at Anime NYC. This is Adrian, and we'll see you next issue.